Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, as ever, very pleased to welcome Sal Ali on board. How are you, Sal? Good weekend in the Premier League? Maybe? I mean, all, year, all, all around, Dan, I would say. The, the whole league's kind of blowing apart, isn't it? You know, Prem, yep. Div 1, Div 2. There's some great results taking place this weekend and, and some yep. you know, fascinating scenarios have developed since, uh, since Saturday for the forthcoming week. So, yeah, we've got some great games to come look forward to, yeah. And for the record, we will concentrate on uh, the Middlesex County Cricket League's Premier League and not the football Premier League. That's not been such a good week, right, if I've got this right? Has it started the season? I wasn't aware. <laughs> um, fair comment. I think a few of our Brentford supporting fans at Twickenham think it's started. That They were reasonably happy. But I guess if you're an Arsenal fan like your good self, and I know a few of our listeners are too, then let's move on, eh? I mean, you know, I'm, I, I do love a sort of fairy tale as well in some ways. And Brentford are a proper club. They've done things the right way. I know, you, you know you've yeah. got guys at your club involved. Um, yeah, big you know, supporting club, um, club, yeah. I think you're, is it CEO at um, the club, maybe? Yeah, yeah, John Bonnie's CEO yeah. at uh, So, yeah, I don't begrudge him beating us, you know, it happens, doesn't it? So, you know, yeah. well done to them. I mean, it could be worse. It's not as if Tottenham... Oh, no, that today was... I'm not sure. Well, funny enough, I was driving to a game on Saturday and um, I thought, put the radio on. I've definitely not listened to Five Live, so we talk about the football. Turn on to music station. DJ says, this song's for the Brentford fans to make you happier. And I thought, blimey. <laughs> Put the radio off. This personal it Sal. <laughs> it haunted me all Saturday. It could be worse. Yeah. yeah the, the mighty Shrewsbury Town have played two, lost two, bottom of League One, and I'm going to see him on Tuesday night at Pompey. So I'm, I'm pretty confident it's going to be played three, lost three. Um, so, you know, I, I, I feel you. And neither of our side have had a good start. So it's only upwards from here, hopefully. Absolutely. Back to the real business, cricket. As you say, it's been a, been a fantastic weekend of cricket. We're, we're, um, we're going to spend a bit of time talking about that, obviously, but also... There's a game on the horizon in 10 days that we wanted to talk a little bit about, Sal, isn't there? Do you want to say a bit about that? We'll come back to it later, but uh, do you want to flag that one up now? Yeah, so just a brief intro. I mean, some fantastic news. I mean, I saw the tweet a while back. And um, so Middlesex, you know, the CCC, um, are due to obviously recommence their four-day championship sort of season once the, I think the T20s might be over in 100 sort of finished and all, all the players return, hopefully. Um, and in preparation for that, they're going to take on a Middlesex uh, League Eleven in a two-day game, which will be played. Um, just going to check the date: it's twenty twenty-fifth uh, and twenty-sixth, and the venue is Merchant Taylor's School in Northwood. So, we know we we do know some of the players. We are going to come to later on. Obviously, I won't give too much away at the moment, but it's it's a great um, accolade for the league to be considered as worthy opponents for for the county side. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about later on in the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it is a, a really interesting idea and I'm very keen to see how the County League side um, goes. Um, as you say, we, we know five of the players and we'll explain why we know those five. And, and obviously, I assume the other six have not been picked and they'll basically pick who we tell them to pick. I assume that is how this is going to work. Um, but we, we don't know the other six. So we, we're going we're gonna to have a, a go at, at naming what we think our side w- would be. And, and we'll, you know, we'll probably get it completely wrong but uh, yeah. we'll as outsiders looking in um, give you what we think the side uh, um, could should or even might be before we do that though Premier League lots going on this week it's been quite interesting hasn't it I mean this weekend was quite unique in that in each game it had a relevance on either a promotion or relegation um, so each game uh-huh. had something riding on it in terms of you know who won and who lost we'll start at the top and you know I mean I've said this on the podcast many a time about Shepard Bush being a very good side, a very dangerous side, the kind of side you probably don't want to be. awkward side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I looked at some of the results. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure other, other clubs can testify and, you know, say the same kind of thing. But when they, when they haven't lost games um, by a lot of runs, they've been really unlucky this year or, or while wicked. So they're probably thinking back, you know, one or two wins will be coming up there. But 
by the by now anyway, they did, you know, have a, a say in title to race by beating North Country on Saturday by four wickets. Um, again, I mean, first of all, let's talk about North batting. Held together by a young lad called Henry Howeld. He's got his first, first hundred in, 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 the, in, the, in the league. I think he only played one game previously for the first team. Um, reached his hundred of 66 balls, so I wasn't hanging around. Um, I was watching some of it, actually really good innings. Um, but once he got out, um, it didn't go too well from there. Um, three run outs, some shots. Ooh, yeah, messy. some shots. That, I'm sure some of the bats will reflect on and think, you know, should I have played that shot at that occasion? I mean, actually, they were 178 for four, so in a decent position. And because they were at such a quick run rate, overs was an issue. But in the end, overs was an issue because they got bowled out in 40 overs. And I think kind of stuff, you know, in limited overs games, you have to try and take, you know, your innings to as you know, deep as you can. And to be bowled out with 10 overs to go for just over 200, obviously, with their bowling, they've got a chance to win the game. But they'll be, be reflecting mm. back and thinking, you know, another, you know, about six, seven more overs and you've got. 22-30 maybe and in the end they they fell short as the Bush chased at home um, Bush no real superstars in their batting um, in terms of in terms of the chase but George Collins who's been a very steady opening season for them he's been in the runs you know on a regular basis he um, he scored 44 and uh, Marcus Howard who's um, the nephew of the legendary Tim Howard that was Bush scored 46 and then Ali Easton another player we've spoken about in the podcast quite a few times just for his all round abilities with bat and ball came and scored a 36 not out and I'm sure he just also Mian, who's you know last year was one of the players we we're looking at as a, a potential superstar with a bat. They had a rough season with a bat this season, but he scored 16 or sorry 13 not out to help um, Ali Easton guide the Bush fam to a win. Which I mean, it's probably too late now in terms of, in terms of the league, but again, it just shows you that there are no easy games. Well, I think I think that I think it's too late for the Bush, but. When you look at it, I mean, they are, they're still under two wins behind North Middlesex and Teddington. And they play Ealing, who are struggling a little bit, I think. C- certainly that their results in recent weeks have not been as good as they might want. Then Bronsbury. Yeah, then I Finchley. mean, yeah. So they're not, they're not totally out of it. Things will have to go their way elsewhere. But 30 points is also not, not completely no, off I the mean, road. I, I agree, but I, I, with the way the fixtures are structured, I mean, for instance... I'll, if this weekend weather prevailing, we have three weeks of perfect weather and there's no rain at all. If, for instance, both Teddington and North Mid win this weekend, then only one of them sides can win the league because you're playing each other the week after. So it, yes. it needs lots of things to go in their favour, doesn't it, for the Bush? And also probably Twickenham will, will come to later on. Um, so. Well, I mean, it's not statistically so, is it? Because they're what they are. They would be, they're 14 points out of... Um, yep. Twickenham now, um, and both win. if they if Teddington uh, yeah. if they both win, you're right. Of course, you're right. Yep, fair point. I stand back. I should have learned last week, shouldn't oh. I? My stats is not nearly as good as it could be. I should just no, sort of bow to you. Bit of words, but yeah. So effectively, they'll still have that gap one day. And if you're going to the game two weeks ago, then um, mm. one then would obviously we are catch, yep. we, you couldn't catch them, could you? But as I said, anything could happen. You know, the weather's been a bit of a nightmare this season. Um, and again, we just do, we know there's no easy game in, in this league or in the, in the in the divisions really. So, um, but as you said, Teddington are the side who are now joint top, and a good win for them away at Hampstead. Um, good performance by their bowlers. I've mentioned again they've got a very disciplined attack. They've got lots of variety in their attack. A young lad who's actually coming to fruition this year, Sam Harris, was pretty sharp, big 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 lad, very strong. Um, he took five. He's kind of good bowler to come on and bowl at the tail. 
Babasha Hassan scored 50 for Hampstead, but there wasn't much support really in terms of other players helping him out. And then and 176 was never going to be enough. You know, Tennis have got a very strong batting lineup. No one really actually sort of, you know, got away with, with you know, a quick start, for instance. But um, a guy we mentioned, Peter Daniel, scored 49 and they won by mm. five wickets. So 10 and 10 now occupy joint joint top with Northland Sussex. But 10 and 10 this weekend, we've got a very tough game because they're playing Crouch End, who are back in form. Um, yeah. They'll be delighted with their win on Saturday yeah. and a very convincing win again um, against Finchley by 149 runs. Um, uh, Atava Prasad, a very promising young cricketer who's on the books of Middlesex. Um, I've seen quite a bit of him rating really, really highly. He scored 100. And then um, Jalpesh Vijay batting down the order. Maybe it's a new position for him. Maybe um, find a bit more comfortable rather than open. He came in and scored a quick fire um, 50 along with Sundan Diaz, who's another guy who doesn't hang around and gets on with things rapidly. So mm. their total over 300. Um, you know, or 50 overs is going to be a hard ask for Finchie. And I mean, despite um, Gishan, Herefit and 80 at the top of the innings, um, Nassim Hassan, one of the, the off spinners for Crouching, came on and took 7 for 23. So Crouching are now on to check the table. I think they were 90, 96 points. Okay. So uh, but, 96. And they have in their next game 10 and 10 away. So again. So I think it's worth stressing that again because it hadn't occurred to me. So Teddington and North Mid win on Saturday. One of them will be champions. That's but providing the weather's okay, though. End. That's providing the weather's going to be okay, then. You know, we could have a situation yeah. where games are called off and games, and games yeah. played. So, yeah, that's on the provider. We have three weekends of, you know... Sunny weather. Yes. Or non-rain. Non-rain. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, that... So Crouch End against Teddington, what, what, what are you thinking there? Because they, they did, have you said, as you've just mentioned, they've um, had a really good... Week 15, Crouch End carry that in and beat Teddington, maybe? It will definitely be a boost, give them some more confidence. They've had a bit of a rough, sticky patch over the last few weeks. What you have to look at is Teddington. They've got experienced players in their side. They won the league last year. They won the league previously in the past. They're on home ground, so they know their ground. They know the conditions. It'll be new to Crouch End because last year's game was played at Crouch End. They obviously played each other once only, so it'll be new ground for Crouch End to go to. Um, so you have to probably say that 10 will start favourites, just put the basis of being at home and having experienced conditions and as I said, having players who played in sort of situations where it's going to be, you know, down to the wire. Yep. But it should be a cracking game. And in limited overs cricket, they're well balanced yep. as well, aren't they? They've got they've got depth in the bowling, they've got batters all the way down who can make contributions and I often think, I mean, it's not the Teddington a week at the, uh, um, you know, at the all-day cricket, far from it, but but I think in limited overs cricket, their, their, their strengths come to the fore there. So I guess Teddington go into it as favourites. But Crouchen are probably used to that over the years. I mean, they've been underdogs you know, from when they first joined the league. Nobody knew about Absolutely. them four years ago and look at the rides they've had. So, you know, they're, they're used to having their backs to the wall and having to sort of come out fighting. I mean, I'm not sure how much impact this happens. I don't know whether it happens at your club or other clubs, whether captains will ask the ground to prepare a kind of wicket suited to their own side. So, I mean, do Teddington say we want to which they're going to turn because they've obviously got some good spinners or do they go for something a bit more suitable to their seam bowlers because Crouching's, you know, um, strengths definitely lie in their spin bowling compared to their seam bowling. So, mm. you know, that would be an interesting take as well and see what, you know, how things occur during the week. We will keep it. I'll keep an eye on one ball of it, Sal. It's when I'm starting a, um, the MCCL Grounds Challenge that me and Matt Robinson are doing on Saturday. Matt Robinson from Actonians. Yeah, yeah. I will be seeing the first ball of 
that game because I'll be there at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's the first one on my list. So I'll report back on what I see of one ball, um, but I'll leave the rest of it for... Um, for you to follow by uh, but uh, do they have pitch vision at Headington? Or they've had it. Football? They've had something there in the past. I know. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, if it's on a regular basis. I mean, you could always uh, ask them to start ten minutes earlier, couldn't you? You know. Oh yeah, it's not a bad idea. I've got to get to Fulham then exactly. for a game in Division Seven. So it's my it's my longest trek. Yeah. yeah so I could do it getting away, pronto there. But uh, yeah, all, all good. Um, at the bottom, Bronsbury are all but doomed. They are. I mean, before we come, we'll come to your guys actually because you had a good win. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah I've got sure. Some notes on that. So um, uh, a good performance. I mean. I was watching some of that at home actually before I popped out, and um, a bit of a tricky start for you guys. And Mealing were very yeah. good with the new ball, um, and I was actually impressed with um, Pat Dixon and Ben Little Green in terms of how they compiled a partnership. I mean, you could say it was very slow to start off with. Um, you know, the run rate wasn't ticking at any sort of rapid rate when Neville Talbot's at the crease, more compared to Neville Talbot. So, but they had a plan, and it took you up to you know compared to total Frank to Gurdjieff Sander who. Who def- definitely justified himself with a bona fide Premier Division all round on now, isn't he? Um, he can't play. He can't, yeah, he bossed it. He can't play cricket yeah. week bowling, can he? When the media bowlers turn up, but he can definitely play against the big guys when it comes to um, got some, get get some runs. Um, so yeah, and he came and scored forty six not out and one eighty on the green with your attack. It's going to be hard to chase for most sides. Eating, you know, mentioned Sean or some, you know, some of the top batsmen um, found mm. life pretty tricky. Scott Enson did his level best to sort of, you know, get you sort of near that total. But from the, looking at the you know, the card and some of the footage that all your bowlers sort of chipped in, did their job and um, you came away with yeah. a good win. So, yeah, I mean, you are still in the race in yeah. terms of like how Bush will see himself as well. But it needs lots of things to happen, doesn't it, you know, for you to... We're not expecting to be champions, but at the same time, when you're mathematically in with the well, in with a chance, and we, you know we play Bronsbury and Finchley yeah. as well, so you know we'd have to be a bit lucky. But as Napoleon once said, it's sometimes better to be lucky yeah. than good. So um, you know we'll see how things go. Well, I mean, talking about Bronsbury, that, that you, who you have next week? Yeah. I mean, next week is the last chance, isn't it? Really, absolutely. You know, yeah. lose that and they're, and they're relegated. So they're hosting you guys at Harmon Drive um, again. They're batting. They're batting frailties. You know, showed up again at. 77 for four, 86 all out. You know, yeah. how do you explain that as, as a captain? I mean, I feel sorry for James Overs. I'm not going to get Aston Rovers to give me the low down. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm no. not going to do that to the poor soul. Yeah, He must be tearing his hair out the poor guy because they've had these situations so many times this season where they've been in good positions or, you know, position where they've got a base to, to build from and they end up succumbing to, to a low total. And, I mean, fantastic figure from Jaffa Chowan who took four for four. Um, <laughs> he came on and... Did did uh, damage and again, Bronze they do they do compete. You know, just give them some credit on that on that front. They did take five wickets in in trying to you know defend their total. But Alex Griffiths, um, one of the experienced players at the club, ex captain, twenty seven not out, and that's enough for them to get over the line. And you know, Richmond, never, I'm sure Will Phillips will be looking back and thinking, you know, eighty one points is not a bad. And we could have a situation this season where we've got at least you know five teams on hundred points. You know, yep. potentially. Which will be quite interesting because I'm not seeing that happen that often. So um, that that be that be good. Uh, you know, we said so, it before, and we we should say it again. It's it's a really open league, and the only thing I'm pretty sure about is that there's going to be a few more twists at the top. Um, North Mid and and, uh, and Teddington are clearly in the box seat, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if a few odd things happen along the way because yeah. there's a lot of good cricketers about. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not checked the weather this week. I'll have a quick look now, but. Um, I mean, looking at the heads for next fixture, next week's fixture, North Middlesex at, Ham, at home to Hampstead. Um, again, they'll be they were hoping to get a home win. Tennis and Crouch, we mentioned, probably the game of the day. 
and yep. all the division. Then you got you know Bronte take hosting you guys at Harmon Driving. Again, as I said, it's like effectively like a, I mean, semi final, quarter final. I don't know, it's free to go. That kind of situation where they they lose, they're out, aren't they? Um, but the weather yep. looks okay for next weekend at the moment, so hopefully yep. um, it stays that way. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, cool. So if we step down to Division 1, um, that was a, an interesting week as well. There was a few untoward happenings there. Any thoughts? I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, Division 3, the Prem had games which had lots at stake and the same could be said for, for Div 1. I mean, looking at all the fixtures, again, I think either relegation or, or, or promotion, there was some kind of twist or angle involved in these, some of these fixtures. And we'll start off with Stan Moore getting defeated by Harris St. Marisa and now back in... Yeah. Back in the promotion, I mean, they are 15 points off second place, which is, you know, um, not easy to, to catch in with three games to go, but they've got an outside chance now. Um, good win away um, by four wickets. Um, Stanmore, 199 for six, 45. Travis Norris again in the run, scoring 55. And um, Harrison Reyes chased it down for loss of, of six wickets. Um, Nicole Rao scored 59. Um, and I'm sure they'll be thinking now, you know, we've, we've got an outside chance to potentially sort of sneak in um, the back door. Because as I mentioned before, this weekend there's um, Stanmore versus Hornsey. So one will lose, one will win. Well, that is a really, yeah, a really interesting one. Because you look at it and Harrison Murray's are 15 points behind Hornsey and you're thinking, well, that's two games and you've got three games left. But one of Stanmore or Hornsey clearly loses this weekend. So Harrison Murray's are more in it than the, 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 the raw data would have you believe, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Hornsey are in, are in the situation now on the back of a fantastic last wicket stand yeah. um, by Jack Bruce, the captain, and Niyama Olenu. I mean, Jack Bruce, we've um, had Chetan on the podcast earlier in the season, you know, lost his father last year. Um, it's probably been quite a tough time from him and his family recently and last few months gone. So, uh, again, it's quite fitting that he's the guy that sort of led the side from the front. Um, and and also performed with, with bat and ball. And this weekend, it was a turn of, of musing his bats. I mean, you know, was it 50 they needed? I think 52 they needed for the last wicket, maybe? 55 they put on. 55. I mean, that's a phenomenal partnership in the, in the context of the game. And also, as you say, Jack Bruce, 42 not out of 27 balls. So yeah. there, there, was, there was real sort of um, score rate pressure there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of caught the last few overs on, on the old frog box. Um, yep. And he, he just looked like in control, totally in control. I mean... You know, wasn't sort of taken all back by the pressure, and you have to give credit to to the number of them as well. You know, twelve twelve not out of sixteen balls um, to help with his captain get home. So yeah, Hornsey, buoyed by that win, must be thinking it's is in their hands effectively. And I mean, if they beat Stanmore on Saturday, then even more more the merrier for those guys. Um, yeah, uh, Acton out of the race now, unfortunately. I'm sure so he'll be. Disappointed guy, and they lost by two. But they, they put also a very brave, brave battle at the end. Um, Wembley two twenty for nine. Uh, Zachary um, McCaskey, let me say it properly. I've got it written down. Apologies for that, Dan. Yeah, they're, they're key performers. Yeah, performed, yeah. They, with the bat. Greenwich yeah. um, also got some runs, but at the end, Acton again was similar situation to um, Hornsby when needed sort of the equation wasn't great in terms of runs needed and overs left, but. Um, Raj Riker made a big fist of things and was hitting some big shots, but they ultimately fell short by two runs. So that defeat means another season in Div 1-4 for the Acton boys. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, going back to the Hornsby game, I mean, Neymar Lenu, we've talked about him before on the pod. He's, he's got a bit of pace about him. Yeah. I think the real challenge was always control when he was bowling. It looks like he's got a bit more of that now and he's, he's, he's become a first-team regular. And I'm possibly the only person in this club, but I, I've always been in the Neymar Alenu batting supporters yeah. club because he scored 100 against oh, the really? twos. Okay. Uh, against our twos, yeah. Ooh, four, five, four, five, six, seven years ago now. And um, it was good 100. He blasted it everywhere. And I mentioned this to a few people at Hornsey and they were saying, oh, well, I'm not... You know, he's not, not down as a batter normally, but I, I remember watching him that day and I'm not at all surprised that he's got something in him somewhere. So... Um, so, so yeah, well, well done to well done to him and, and, and to Jack Bruce for for, for um, you know for pulling that victory off. Last question, Ivan did one though, Sal. Winchmore Hill. I don't know. Are they going well, down? I mean, they've not the best few weeks, have they? I mean, Highgate. No, I mean, Highgate had a good win against Austria. I caught some of that on Saturday. Um, put up a big total and defended it well in the end. Um, so Enfield had a big win that makes them you know looking like they're going to be safe now. More or less. Wembley so. beating yep. Acton, it was probably the surprise result of the day. But Winchmore Hill losing now does put some, them under pressure in terms of, you know, that sort of that relegation spot. And they, they host Acton on Saturday, which will not be an easy game. Um, yep. And Wembley will take on Enfield. So another win from Wembley there. And they look, they could be sort of thinking, we, you know, we're in a good position there. But yeah, I mean, even Osterley on 63 points, I know they're 13 points behind Highgate. You know, they're, they're not probably totally out of the woods yet at the moment. Um, but it has developed, as we said in the season, like into like a, a, a division of two halves in some ways. As you can see, um, you've got a top four mm. who are probably a bit better than the other six by, you know, a bit of a margin. And that shows in, in the table itself. Yep. I mean, I did look at the fixtures with Winchmore Hill as well. And I think they, that they've slipped into this. We didn't really feel it. I'm not sure too many other folks thought that they'd be... They'd be eighth at this stage in the campaign, and they, they sort of slipped there without too many people noticing. And also, look at the fixture calendar, and, and they finish against Wembley. Oh, and that that could well be a really important yeah. fixture, yeah. Um, particularly if Highgate's you know continue. If if they win just one of the next two games, then Highgate will feel that they win the last game. One of Winchmore Hill or Wembley could go down. So. Uh, pl- plenty of um, interesting cricket left there, I think. Yeah, and Brent, I mean, Highgate go to Brent from Saturday, so and right. ten okay. ninth. Um, Brent from a detached by thirty three points at the bottom of the table to Highgate, so Highgate will be looking to to build on the game from Saturday and and pick up another win, which could, you know which could effectively see him go over which one he'll which one he'll lose. So there's all these. Well, I think Saturday is a massive game for Highgate yeah. because Brenton, they will be wanting to win. But it's week 17, Harrison Marys. Week 18, yeah. Hornsey. So, yeah, definitely you want to try and get them 10 points on the wall while they can now. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's some great fixtures to look forward to. Not for, obviously, for the sides in bowling relegation. Um, all this, yeah, Doesn't but for you? us to speak about and, you know, <laughs> reflect on it, it's great. Absolutely. Super. We'll have some words from our sponsor and then we'll move on to Division 2. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. 
So, Division 2. Sal, North London are up. We know that. Uh, and again, congratulations. Um, what else do we need to know about Division 2? What happened this week? So, the, the race for second place is hotting up. I mean, we hosted Southampton, who put in a very good performance. Um, you know, we mentioned that they do have some very exciting, talented, um, experienced players within their ranks. And Saturday was an example of the guys turning up and, you know, they're putting a good show at the bat, actually. Leroy Shepard hit 80 entertaining innings and they've got a couple of other guys in in their side who are very useful as well um so they chased down a total of 214 quite easy in the end really um Nish Patel you know play I know you you know really well Dan I yep. think he's a very good very good cricketer um came at the end and, and scored um uh thought Quenny not out so yeah I mean Southampton uh, you know in that second place but um and also Southgate are back in the race now yeah defeating Harrow um which which gives them a chance of maybe grabbing that second position um, and then also we've got Barnes, you know, another side who are pitching in there. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting next few weeks as the season com- carries on. Um, who gets that second place? It's uh, it's going to be uh, you know one to watch. Like we're watching, as we mentioned, the Premendive one. There's all sorts of permutation that could take place in the next few weeks. Um, again, not this weekend. You've got Barnes playing Southgate. You know, yeah, another another huge game. I mean, I mean, I mean Southgate lose that. Then they could be thinking it's going to be I hard. Gone. Yeah. yeah, I think they're um, going to have to win all three. But you know, but they did it. You know, did it this weekend. Um, it was a win or mm-hmm. you know, win or bust situation this Saturday for them, and they managed to get a win, um, which dropped Harrow down to fifth, and they started second. You know, before the game starts yeah. this Saturday, so things can change in you know seven eight hours from you know where you're where you're thinking you might be to where you end up. So um, yeah, so that's 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 the game of the weekend in in Div in Div two for sure. You know, Barnes yep. taking or Southgate. Um, should be a cracker. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. And I, the Southgate game look, looks really interesting to me from from last Saturday because um, you know I spoke to Tom Edrich earlier today, the Southgate skipper, and he said it, it's been really, really hard to score runs at Southgate mm. this season. And you know, it's such a beautiful ground. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's such, it looks such a great place to cricket. It is a great place to play cricket, but um, it's not often you see 137 for eight or 45 overs win a game. No. Um, and you know, Southgate clearly they they took their time, and I'm sure that it was because they had to, and um, and to win a game in those circumstances in the dressing room, I'd have thought they'll be cock a hoop. Yeah. Against um, against Harrow, of course, as you just said, are one of the sides that are looking to go up. So uh, respect due to them for that. I also asked Tom, "Are you going up, Tom?" And he said, "Not the foggiest. No idea at all." Um, yeah, which is a perfectly fair answer. Because, of course, I think playing Barnes this week helps. If, if they beat Barnes, then they'll be above them, obviously. Yeah. But then they've got Uxbridge and Indian Gym. Yeah. So they've got sides who are really struggling. Um, and I think if they win all three, they will be there or thereabouts. But that's only because the league is pretty topsy-turvy. And it, it must be nice for North London to be away and above it, right? And to, to be able to look on with interest at what goes oh, on. I mean, we'll also have a say because we, we play Harrow in two weeks' time and we play Barnes the last game of the season. So, yeah. Oh, right. Um, okay. So we're going to have some kind of say in... When I say say, we'll be playing sides who'll be affected by results in, in the last few yeah. games. I mean, again... Now, what happened to Will Jones in your game? He got injured, didn't yeah, he? he? took a little knock. Um, it's nothing major. Yeah, he's Is he fine. Okay? Nothing major. Oh, okay. I mean, he, 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 he just... He just um, he'll be fine. He'll be, he's, he's a fit. He's a fit. Fast bowlers. They're always, there's always something yeah, going yeah. on. He's, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a good lad. Yeah. He'll be fine. Cool. Super. Um, at the bottom, Wickham House. My goodness me, they do desperately need these points, right? Um, they are... As things stand, um, just the six points behind Indian Jim, 
but um, you know, losing the East Coast on Saturday, great for East Coast. They they've you know rocketed into mid-table safety now. But Wickermouse, they are they're, they're looking down the barrel a bit. Well, they just run on there. We just keep spiraling, don't they? You know, yep. defeat after defeat. I mean, they can't buy or win the poor guys. Um, yep. But as I said, as we mentioned before in the podcast, don't we about Uxbridge situation about them obviously leaving the league and how many sides will actually yep. be relegated? I'm not gonna. Speak too much on that because I'm going to give out the wrong information. But I'm presuming only one goes down. That is a very valid point. Yeah. So that that does change the equation a little bit. So um, so yeah, let's yeah. let's keep an eye on that one and wait for a wait to see our results develop before we we get too into it. But uh, but if I were Wickham House, I would still I would still be, you know, a little bit worried about this run. I mean, they have got as well Harrow and Barnes to play. They finish against Oxbridge, but they've got two of the better sides to play and. Um, you know, maybe that's a good thing. You know, Sal. Maybe playing the better sides, they'll it'll bring the best out of them as well. Yeah, I mean, again, Uxbridge credit to them. Last week, you know, they put up a real fight against Harrow. I um, mean, not getting defeated, and again, they took Barnes to the wire, didn't they? In this Saturday, yeah, um, losing by three wickets in a low-scoring game. Uxbridge won their four out. Uxbridge, you know, sorry, Barnes got the run seven down. So, I mean, they, 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 despite their position and the situation where they're going to be going next season. Um, they're still, you know, they're still playing hard cricket. They're still competing, um, and they're still trying to end on the high in their in their time in the league. Because they've been, you know, been in the league for many, many a year. You know, originally a Premier Division side. So I'm sure they want. And to that's go absolutely out right. I mean, I I know a few of the boys at Uxbridge. I'm sure you do too. And you know, they're proud blokes. They aren't going to want to go out and not care, look like they don't care. That 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 is not the way they roll. So even if they're losing games, they're not going to be losing games because they're not trying. That's for sure. Um, and as you say, we saw them dig in the other week. They've they got it in them. Now, not quite the same when you have, when it's win-lose cricket. But um, I don't think Oxbridge are going to give anybody anything, and they're right not to, um, because that's that's important. There's no point in playing if you're not going to try. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, I'm sure they want to leave the league on a high. You know, yes. uh, yep. whichever games they have left, they're going to, I'm sure they're doing the utmost to try and pick up 10 points in each, on, on each situation. Um, yep. Yeah, spot on. Well, actually, they played Jim Carr this weekend away, so... That'd be one where they're thinking, you know, can we get points? Yeah, can we get points and have a decent curry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the latter is for sure. The former, not so sure on. But uh, we'll see how we go. Around the rest of the league, um, going to cover one or two of the highlights quite quickly here. There's an awful lot going on, obviously, but um, we also want to spend a bit of time talking about this MCCL v Middlesex game. Um, arguably the game of the day in the whole league was in Division 4. And I say that because Alexandra Park, who've had an impressive season, actually, um, were play, they were second, and they were playing old Isleworthians, who've had a charge up the table um, in recent weeks. And it was pretty clear that this was going to have um, a big impact on, on the promotion race. Uh, and ultimately, Ali, Ali Pali came through. It was secondary third, as I say. They batted first, got 174. Um, and uh, old Isleworthians um, responded with 115. So that, points, uh, that puts Alexandra Park nine points clear of old Isleworthians now. And um, I think ultimately that's, it's clearly not a decisive gap, but I think, you know, it's important to have beaten your nearest rivals. And I think that will really set up Alexandra Park for um, for, for, for their running um, to the end of the season. And it wasn't, you know, a completely one-sided affair. I know they were 50 for five at one stage. I spoke to the skipper, Jimmy Abbott, earlier today and um, he was telling me that you know they, they put on 100 in the middle um, after they were 50 for 5 and I, I know he was involved in that he got 35 and Yasin Harwa got 66 which looks like the pivotal 
uh, individual performance in the game. And that, that meant that ultimately they had a bit to bowl at. And it looks to me that, as if their speedster, um, Evan uh, Wharton, he, he came on in the middle of the innings. You know, you'd think pace bowlers want the new ball, but he came on in the middle of the innings and took a pretty decisive five for 37. So uh, that, that saw Alexandra Park home. I know both um, Alexandra Park and Isa Worthians have got to play London Tigers. Um, probably won't get too much out of them. Nobody has all season. But um, over and beyond that, I mean, and if you assume that they're both don't get anything out of London Tigers. That leaves two games left. So um, still all to play for, but you'd probably rather be Ali Pally than Old Eyes or Worthians uh, at the moment. Also, if you look at Division 5, um, Swami Bappa, we mentioned in most weeks, but they, they've had a really interesting year. They were playing one of the best sides in the league, so obviously they beat them, obviously. They, they struggle against the sides at the bottom, but they had a, a, a pretty impressive performance um, against uh, uh, New Calypsonians who, who were gunning for promotion. So New Calypsonians 105, Swami Bappa 107 for three, knocked it off in 29 overs. I don't think it's going to save them. Um, I think Swami Bappa are still going down. They're 21 points behind United Sports um, and they, United Sports were this team who were seventh before then because Peshwa, who were, were eighth, they beat United Sports. Uh, that was 145 versus 92. So I think the statistical uh, demons up there are, are, are going are to see to it that some of do probably go down. But by the looks of it, they're, they're, they're going to give it a good a good go um, between now and the first week of September. So um, every respect to them. So I'm a little bit wary on this one, but I was going to then go have a broader look at low scores. And North London came on my radar. One of your sides didn't have such a good week, right? No, unfortunately, our um, fifth seven bowled out for 19. Mm. Um They've had a tough yeah. season, right? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had, sort of, I mean, you know, most clubs have it, some of them moan about it or, you know, um, sort of like, you know, use it as an excuse, but we did have a very good season this weekend. Yeah. Um, it happens, right? Yeah, we've all been yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't obviously the ideal situation. I mean, one positive thing did come from that. So, um, North London Field's obviously 19 all out. Ali Paddy got them in 2.1 overs. That means the boys come back to the clubhouse quite early. We had a player injured on Saturday, so we needed a subfielder. On comes Howard Lee, our fifth eleven captain, sixty-four years of age. Um, sixty-four, wow! Sixty-four years of age, um, actor. He's been in quite a few sort of TV shows, and actually been in the film Lagan, um, which oh, is about cricket which, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a bit of a link there with cricket there. So he's been in that, and um, you know, feel like a demon on Saturday. So I'm just wondering how many. What's the oldest player a club has had who's played in their first team in the league game? So ours is obviously sixty-four now. So we're interested in we can beat that. That is that is a really interesting question. I can tell you now, Twickenham have never had anybody playing the first team who's 64. We've had people who look like they're 64, who feel like they're 64, but that they've never actually been 64. I'd be very interested to know if anyone knows of anybody who's older than that, who's come on the field to, to represent the first team. I mean, when he says that, is he still acting out of interest? Yeah, he does. I think he does bits and pieces now. So he's done a bit of coronation. Actually, also got another unique fact about Howard Lee is that um, when you played the money character in Coronation Street, the character was called Howard. All good. So, you know, it's never a rarity. I once, yeah. um, yeah. I once playing on the green against the stage cricket club and the man from Del Monte opened the bowling. Remember him? <laughs> if you're under 40, yeah, you've got no chance. You have to Google him. But, um, yeah, but yeah, the man from Del Monte. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was a nice guy. So was that your real name? Oh, was it no, name I'll find life? it out. I'll, I'll be able to look back in, in the scorecards. Yeah. But, yeah... T-M-D, El Monte. No, that would be the name in the yeah. book, wouldn't it? But uh, no, I'll, I'll look it up. But he, he was very nice at the time. Did he bowl some Jaffers? Oh, stop it. 
Stop it. Let's not even go there. <laughs> he didn't get me out. You know, most people do get me out, but he didn't. I remember that. Um, and it was a very good day. Stage were a very good opponents. If ever they come on anyone's radar, they're a very good Sunday club. So, um, and they, you know, they, they stay behind. They, they're, they're a good sort. Um, but well, 19 on out wasn't the lowest score of the weekend in the league, was it? No, you spotted something else. I did, yes. And I feel very bad saying this because what one club um, in the week went on the, the Just Giving page that. that um, Robbo and I have for this, this MCL Grounds event and put in £100 and I thought it was very nice and they said well, we wish you the best of luck we'll see you on Saturday when you come to our ground and it was Pinner Challengers and I really thank you know super effort thanks, thanks to the guys at Pinner and it was Pinner Challengers who got 16 all out on Saturday um, it wasn't their first it was their seconds they were chasing 162 against uh, Headstone Manor uh, and unfortunately they, they uh, couldn't muster more than 16 I think it was 6 Ducks top score of 4 um, is that our lowest score of the season, Sal? I should have looked this up before. I think it is, isn't it? I think it might be. It might even be level, or it could be the lowest score of the season. Yeah, all the was stats there an 18 on the... at some point? Say again? Was there an 18? Or... I think it was a 21 at one point, wasn't there? Definitely 21, Southgate 3s. Um, yeah, 18 yeah. sounds familiar. All of these scores um, are going to be somewhere on, on the County League website, particularly the first 11s. Paul's got a, Paul Smith's got a very detailed... Um, statistical footprint there as to what everybody's done but I'm not sure that that travels to seconds understandably because it's hard to get the data but 16 all out yeah I think we're at, that's the lowest we've had this year so commiserations to pinner challenges it does happen we've all been in low scoring games but um, fingers crossed they bounce back next week in terms of promoted teams Sal, um, I had a bit of a look around I think six sides across the whole league and I uh, officially promoted four of them are first 11s uh, North London uh, in Division 2, Harrowtown Division 3, London Tigers Division 4. Um, they've, they're have clubs we've mentioned pretty regularly because they've had great seasons. Another club we've perhaps not mentioned as regularly, but they've clearly had a wonderful season, is K-plus in Division 5. They are up and will be playing in Division 4 next year. In terms of second 11s, Winchmore Hill uh, in Division 2, they're up. Uh, and they could have gone up last week, if I remember rightly, but it didn't quite work out for them. They, they were involved in a, in a draw, the, the wrong end of a draw, which if they got... Right would have seen them promoted in week 14, but they're up now. So, And in the third tier, just the one third tier side promoted, that's Crouch N3s. So they're up from Division 3. So six promoted teams already. Eight relegated teams, though, Sal. Did you keep an eye on those? Yeah, so Finchies, we've, we've spoken about in the past. Brentford, yeah. fortunately, also down now. Um, and Tamil United in Div 5 will be playing Div 6 cricket next season. Yep. And second 11s, we have a couple um, Middlesex Titans in Division 1. They've had a tough old year. Southgate uh, threes in uh, Southgate in Division 2, rather. They've had a tough year too. They've gone. And third tier sides, I'm afraid there's a bit of a repeat pattern here. Middlesex Titans threes have gone with East Coast threes in the Prem. So that's, that's all sorted out. They've had tough old seasons. And Southgate threes in, in Division 1, they, they've been relegated as well, no doubt more names will be added to that next week. We'll keep you up to date. But in the meantime, we want to talk about this fixture in 10 days time. We're recording Sunday night. So um, it, it'll be, uh, um, I think it's the Wednesday, Thursday of uh, next week. So in 10 days from now. And we, we think this is a really interesting contest. Obviously, Middlesex moving back to Red Bull cricket. They want to try and get their players back into the groove there. And they've asked, um, they've asked the County League via Bob Baxter um, to come up with a side. And of course, it's a side that will play over two days. It's, it's a prop, proper game, in inverted commas, in the sense that, uh, it, you know, it's not, not, a, not an overs thrash. And um, we thought it might make sense to have a think about who the County League side might be. 
Now, cricket is a game of opinions, as is uh, as are most sports that are worth following. So, of course, we have no, um, you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't know what's going to happen here. With the massive caveat that we, we are aware of a few of the players simply because they, they either come from our clubs or, um, or we bumped into people who, who have, um, you know, who, who have told us they were playing. To put more meat on those bones, um, in terms of Twickenham, um, Carlos Nunes is playing. Uh, uh, I'm aware of that as is um, Don Manuelji, who's had a pretty solid season with the bat um, for, for us. Both of them uh, in, in reasonable-ish nick, even though they didn't get any runs this weekend, but uh, both in, in reasonable form as well this, this season. Um, we also know that Will Jones is playing. Sal, that's right, isn't it? He's going to be, I guess, opening the bowling? Yeah, he's been picked to play, yeah. Yep, interesting, uh, interesting choice. And of course, he's had a fantastic season, plays minor counties cricket, so uh, be keen to see how he goes. And yesterday I was on, uh, when I came back from my game against Highgate Threes, I, I was chatting away with um, Raj Patel and um, Tom Rutherford, who were umpiring uh, on the green when our ones were playing Ealing. And they were both quite interested in this fixture. And Christian Martin was there as well, uh, obviously after the game. Uh, and we were talking a little bit about, about this fixture then. And, and Christian revealed um, that, that he's captain. So I think we can probably, uh, or he's, he's doing the admin, as he says. When, you, when you're good at admin, <laughs> it's amazing what, you know, what games you get asked to be involved in. But, uh, you know, he's had a decent season too. C- Christian clearly is, is, is a perfectly logical pick there. So he's playing, Christian Martin's in, we know that. And we also know that Travis Norris is playing. So that, and again, five centuries this season. Stan Moore are, are still top of Division One. He's he's had a fantastic uh, year as well, and he's in. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how he goes at that level. But there are six slots that we don't know anything about. And Sal and I both thought that it might make sense for us to speculate broadly as to who we might pick. Now I'm going to throw this open to Sal to see where he would go with it originally. Uh, in, sorry, in a minute. Um, but there's always, always this selection quandary, isn't there? In that you can look at the stats, you can look at who's taken quite a few wickets, you can look at who's scored a lot of runs, um, and they will tell you something. They'll give you something to work with. But there's also the information that you have beyond the stats about potential, about pedigree, about someone being in a bad run of form, but you know they can play. Therefore, do you stick with them? Do you go with them? And all of those things are, are, are not just you know, subjective, but you've got to factor in other issues for this particular side, such as availability. Can blokes get two days off work? Um, is it right that that particular person would want to play? There may be some of that around as well. So um, there's all sorts of things going on here that, that Sal and I clearly have um, very little uh, um, traction on. So we're just going to go with the names that we would go with if we had, um, if, if anyone asked us. Um, and um, with that, Sal, over to you. If Travis is opening the batting, who's going to open with him? Just before we carry on that, just want to um, clarify the, the, the dates of the game. So the dates are 25th and 26th of um, August, so it's Wednesday and Wednesday. Thursday. 10.30am um, start, and the game will be played at Old Merchant Tales Cricket Club in Northwood. Um, play is scheduled to finish at half past five each day. Now, they've also mentioned here as well that um, it's a reminder that those in attendance, there will be a players and match officials there in operation around the pavilion and no spectators access will be allowed into this restricted zone. Anyone attending is welcome to come along, but they do need to bring their own sort of um, food um, and, um, you know, drinks, for instance. You said we've got to bring also, their own lager. Is that, is that what you're saying, mm-hmm. Sal? Yeah. yeah, you might bring their own lager. And also, um, there won't be, sort of, I don't think there'll be any sort of seating. So if you've got a little deck chair lying around at home, pop that in the car, yep. bring it with you as well. And leave it with um, them. Yep. So, yeah, so on to your question, Dan. So um, Travis Norris takes number one spot in, 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 in the openers. Um, I've got two names here. Um, 
and again, it's really hard to decide between the three. Sorry, what three names here? Sorry, by the way, that yep. we put together. Um, George Collins, Chebus Bush, fantastic teams in the bat. Um, very consistent. Um, always, you know, always pivotal in any sort of run chase or target setting that Bush put up. So he's one of my first names. Callum Jackson, Hampton captain. Now I've put Callum down as um, also potentially the wicketkeeper for the side as well because we need a keeper. And we need a keeper. I think that's a fair call because I'd be very surprised if Carlos is keeping. I, I know he's playing, but he, he doesn't really want to keep for us and Ben Neil Green does. So I think it would be yeah. slightly surprising if, if he kept in this game. So I think that's a decent call. And you probably want a specialist keeper as well. I mean, and Carlos is, yep. you know, he's an all-rounder, does everything, doesn't he? He bats, bowls, keeps, you know, does everything. Yep. Um, he probably wouldn't want to be keeping all day potentially as well to, you know, some of these guys we're going to list later on. So Callum is a bona fide keeper. Um, very good opening bat as well. Hampton captain. Again, he's been in the runs this season. So um, when we come to the sort of vote, I probably will be inching towards him. And the third person is Will Phillips, Richmond captain. Again, a very good opening batsman. Um, got 100 actually today in, 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 a, in a League Cup game, which we'll talk about later on. So he's he's mm. very similar profile all these three guys, you know, um, consistent batsman. Not only this season, in, you know, in the years gone by as well. Um, but I think Callum, on the basis that he can keep, I would, I would um, go for him. So, what would be your pick? Yeah. Well, I think I think they're they're decent starters for ten, and all three of them, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, my instinct was Will Phillips. I've seen him play twice this year, and um, I wasn't aware he's got hundred today again. So he's clearly in decent nick now, and he looks a player to me. And not that the others don't, but I I, I saw him and he, he I thought yeah this guy has got something about him. So my instinct was to go for Will Will Phillips, but. Um, I could be persuaded on the others. And of course, you've got to think about things like, you know, balance of the side and, and, and the keeping issue comes into it. And um, judging by what I think we're going to say in the next few minutes, I don't think we've got any other people who are going to fight Callum for the keeping bird. So um, I suspect Callum's ultimately going to be the one who comes comes through there. I'm prepared to, um, to sacrifice poor old Will for Callum uh, simply because I think um, it makes sense uh, wicket-keeping wise. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there, there, Callum Jackson just not gets a nod. I mean, there is a name we'll come later on, but I think this is only his first season in the league. Um, so I think Callum's been at Hampstead I think, for two seasons now. So I think just on the basis of that extra season in the league as well, and also having captain yep. his side as well. So just you know, um, you know, obviously there's no. It's not like a you know. I'm sure it's going to be competitive, but I think most of the players will want to get an experience out of the whole situation. So just having um, for Carlos having someone around him as well who captains the side. For Christian as well, you know, two guys who um, are captains of their club as well. Having sort of three guys who captain their teams will make things maybe a bit easier when it comes to decision yeah. making. Oh, I think there's a bit of experience around, yeah. isn't yeah. there? And, and I think that's yeah. quite yeah. important. And you've got you've got to yeah, you've got to make sure that, that, that people go into the game knowing what they're yeah. doing um, with the right attitude to the game. And also, um, I, I think you know we, we need people with a bit of pedigree at that level. Not not just pedigree, but people who've yeah. got a Got, got a real feel for what's going on. So if we assume Manuel G and Nunez are three and four, and that's not not no. my picks. It's not it's just my, I know they're playing, so they're going to bat somewhere up there. Number five. I mean, the guys we're going to mention for five and six could easily could easily bat four. I mean, only Carlos does bat five and six for yep. for Twickenham on a regular basis, so um, he may want to drop yeah. down. You know, he may want to go four. But I mean, I, 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 the name I came up with, and you come up with another name. The name I've come up for number five is Evan Flowers. I also feel that. This kind of game is the kind of game where the league should look at, or not should look at, but it'll be nice if they looked at players who've been, who've been in the league a long time um, and consistently performed week in, week out um, for their clubs. And, you know, good servants of the league. And Evan Fowler sums it up, you know, totally for me. He's, he's been a good club man for North Middlesex. He's been there when they've been, you know, in, in the lower divisions. He's been there when they won the league titles. This year, he's had a great season this year with a back, scored 450s. 
um, been pivotal in, in in their you know sort of a chase for the title. You know, there's no Holman, there's no Cracknell, so everyone's had to step up this year, and he has done that. And the fact he's he's been around a long time, you know, he's a very popular guy in amongst the league. He gets on with all the players. Everyone speaks really highly of him. So Evan would be my pick for that number five berth. I think it's a strong case. I mean, I did think Harry Evans at um, Teddington. Now, I, I wasn't totally sure if he was still an overseas player. I looked just as you were talking then, and he is. So I don't know if that affects it at all. I can't see why it would, to be honest. It doesn't really matter. But I, I think Harry Evans' pedigree is, is, is really good. Um, he's not scored quite as many runs as last year, I think. But then again, he scored a hell of a lot of runs last year. Or, or he, in terms of averages, he looked great. So, um, so I, I instinctively thought of him. But again, I, I would have absolutely no objections at all with Evan Flowers. And, and, and you can say how old he is. I played against him in first in cricket yeah, years yeah. ago, so he must be ancient. But, um, but yeah, definitely someone widely respected in 450s this year. So he's no. not in the worst of Nick either. So um, quite, quite happy to go with Evan Flowers at five if you are. Yeah. And also, if we're going to go one overseas, which the league rules sort of stipulate, I don't know if we're going to... Travis is obviously classed as overseas, isn't he, I think, this season? Travis Norris? Yes. Yep, he is. So if we're going to go... If we, if we sort of stick to that basis of one overseas rather than putting two in. I mean, yep. that's... Just for that's our purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make life easier. Cool. So Evan Flowers at five. Number six. Now, I, I also like to... like a bit of balance in my side. So I'd like to probably... You know, I like to have an attack which has got variation in it. Um, and I've sort of put an off spinner in here who bats or two, two, two suggestions. Now, they're not going to be you're probably yourself of yourself. I told you, I know, about and that. Okay. Over, mate. <laughs> um, so these guys can both bat, have again lots of experience, um, and also both decent, both decent awesome. So the first name is Abhishek Junjunwala, um, again, Tennyson player who's been in the runs, bowls useful off spin, doesn't take big hauls of wickets in games, but does come on and take twos and threes and you know he's opened the bowl in he's come on first change second change so he can adapt to situations has the experience of playing IPL cricket um been around the league in a couple of years now at least with playing Richmond first and now Teddington so he's he's my first name that I put down and second I added was Ben Fraser maybe number six might be one spot too high but it'll probably um, be annoyed with me for saying that he has got league 100 this season Ben so Again, he has he's played minor counties cricket. Played, <laughs> he might be annoyed. Played yeah, prim, yeah played, played Premier League cricket for Harpenden for many years. Um, so you know he's got bags of experience at, at, at club level. Um, similar profile to Abhishek in terms of um, you know what, what he does. I, I, I suppose he's probably more of a bowler turned batsman, and where Abhishek probably more of a batsman turned bowler. So that's the decision we have to sort of weigh up. You know, do we want a bona fide batsman at six? compared to a batsman who bowls more often, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, I mean, my, my instinct was Jenjen Wally. He was one of the first names I put down there. But I'm, I'm conscious that maybe because, because his reputation is, is significant, you know, IPL history and all the rest of it. Um, but I, I think he's, he, he's someone who would rise to the occasion of a game like yeah. that. And um, I, 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 you know, I think Jenjen Wally, if he's available, I've got no idea if he is yeah. or not, but if he is, I'd, I'd pick yeah. him. I, I think he could be, be someone who'd really, um, you know, pose a bit of a challenge for, for, for some of the Middlesex boys as well. So, Judge and Waller probably would just get that one for me, although I totally understand the logic with Fraser. No, I'll, I'll, I'll go with your, your shout on Judge and Waller. I'm just going to profile these batsmen as well. They are, um, in terms of the how, how they bat, Travis, quite attacking. Callum's very sort of, um, you know... Think Graham Smith. I, I, he really reminded me of Graham yeah. Smith when I saw him. Big left-hander, big bloke as well, boshes yeah. it. So we've got good balance there. Because you know, I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd probably go with 
Junjun Wallet at four and drop Carlos or Evan down to five and six between those two. They yep. can be sort of the engine room, you know, the experience lies with those two. Um, Don, three, yeah, it's a good shout. So, yeah, I mean, that would be my if I was going to alter the batting order slightly. Sounds good to me. No problem with that. Now, number seven, one of the people I mentioned yesterday to, um, uh, um, to Christian and, and to the umpiring team was James Keatley. And the first thing that, that, that Christian said was, well, you know, we've got people who are 43 years old playing county cricket for Kent, you know, Darren Stevens do, doing the business. And, and he's not saying that James Keatley's old or anything, but he is saying, you know, he's, he's a medium pace who takes a load of wickets and he's got a lot of control. And of course, Keats, uh, Keats yep. bats. So my, my instinct was that, that someone like Keatley would be, I'd rather have him in my team in a situation like that. Coming in at seven, um, bowling, you know, wobbling a few down. Uh, and, and I think, I think of course, Ke- Ke- he works at, at Middlesex as well. I think there's a quite a nice little story there uh, too to have him playing. But um, I, w- I wouldn't pick him for that reason. But I would pick him because I think he's a good cricketer who is probably still a bit underestimated. I don't, I don't know if that's actually true. My impression is that um, just because he doesn't bowl at 85 mile an hour, people, people take him lightly. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a widely held opinion, but I, I definitely think he's, he's a player who I'd rather be with. And again, so Keatley was my first suggestion there, but you had others for number seven, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with him, Keatley as well, because I did put him down afterwards. Yep. I mean, again, it's, it's a similar case to Evan Flowers, been in the league a long, long time. Um, you know, he's he's been a good servant to his club. I mean, more of a batsman a few, few years back, and now he's top of the order, yeah. Now he's, yeah, he's opened a batting, didn't he? I remember, and he's batted in the top, top four on a regular basis. Now, more known for his bowling, and as you mentioned. You know, bowls a nagging length, just doesn't give many runs away, takes key wickets, can bowl long spells. Um, so, he, you know, he's a, he's a great shout. And the other two I mentioned are probably more new to the league compared to James. Um, Scott Inson from Ealing, um, developed into a regular all round of the season. And last year, came as a primary bowler from Old Actonians. Um, so he's made a massive jump from standard cricket he was playing, I think, four or five years ago when he joined Ealing. And now he's, he's he, you know, he's... he's Premier League player through and through. Um, again, maybe hasn't got the stats if we're talking about regarding his batting this season. The stats also so only that, tell you so much, sound, don't they? Yeah, they no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so with, I mean, with him, he's a very similar to James, wicket to wicket. You know, he can sort of take um, key wickets, and he can take a new ball. He can he can come on first change, second change. That's where his um, sort of profile lies. And then the final one's Patrick Patel from Crouchen, um, probably. Less than of the three, um, yep. but very good, very good all rounder. He's got 100 season. Um, I'm sure. I think he's taken a five for this season as well. So um, he normally opens the ball for for Crouch and he's their lead seam bowler. Um, good batsman. Sort of comes in five, six, seven. Um, can can pace innings really, really well. Good fielder as well. I mean, that's the other thing we've got to look at side in terms of field, haven't we? I mean, we've got yep. some guys, you know, in terms of age wise, you know, maybe pushing into, into the sort of late mid 30s, and then we've got. Some young guys in there as well who might do the running around. So, um, you know, we've got to um, sort of balance it out in that way, I suppose. But yeah, so I mean, out of those three, if I'm going to pick, it's a tough one. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Keatley. Just on oh, the interesting. I thought you were going to say Pratik Patel. No, I mean, he's, I mean, listen, all three are fantastic players. Yeah. You know, um, saying, there's, yeah. there's no, um, you know, the three of them are really good all-rounders, you know, offer a lot to their sides and done so this season as well. But I'm, I'm a bit of a sort of like a sentimentalist in some ways and I think Keatley, just for the fact, as he's mentioned, he works in Middlesex as well. Um, you know, he's been a great servant to the league and, and to his club 
And also he's got that experience, hasn't he? You know, he's won the league. Mm. Um, he's played in big games. Um, and he just has that little bit. And actually, he's also captain his side as well. So effectively, we've got, I think, five players in here who are captain their side. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he, he just edges the other two. But it was a very close yeah. call. In my, my, yeah, my I think that's fair. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be too sentimental on this one. But, um, and, and Pratik Patel, for me, is an interesting choice. I, I, I think, you know, a little bit under the radar because Crouch Ender uh, is still relatively new. But, um, but, uh, but I think he, he, he would be a good shout. But I'll, I'll, I'll sort of go with you on, on, on Keats. Um, you, you've gone into bat very impressively for him. So uh, we'll, we'll stick Keatley at seven. And I, I do genuinely think his bowling is underrated still. So, cool. Eight. Well, if we, where does Will normally bat for North London? Um, would he I mean, bat at eight, Will Jones, or is that too high for him? He, he'd be fine at eight. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got runs batting at eight in the Premier League. He's got runs batting for Hearts in, in lower, lower sort of you know, numbers-wise where he's coming late. Um, I mean, I, our club, if we had to bat him every week, he'd easily bat for it comfortably. Because um, oh, okay. he bowls about to sort of come down. He'll an anchor the innings. He's got good brain on him, so he can manage situations. If he needs to get runs quickly, he can do that. If you dig in, he can do that as well. Um, so, yeah, he's... he's no worries. We will leave him at eight then. And if we say Christian at nine, I don't know if Christian will be will like that or feel that he's been harshly treated, but uh, it doesn't really matter. He's a captain. He can pick the order. We're just picking the team. Um, Christian at nine. Now for 10, I think my first name when I was asked last night on the veranda at TCC about this was Joel Hughes. Um, now whether Joel's body will be able to, to get him through two days is an altogether different matter. But I think if you're picking the best bowler in the league, I'd pick Joel Hughes. I don't, don't know if he's the leading wicket-taker anymore. He's going to be up there. But, um, but for me, he's been fantastic this season and um, I'd pick him. Simple as I that. I think I want to pick him, Dan. I don't think you, you ask, you you ask any umpiring yeah. player in, in, in the Premier this season or who's come across in the last few years, he'll be the name that everyone calls out straight away. Um, you know, the easiest yeah. pick in the side, I'd say, you know, Joel Hughes straight away. And it'd be great to see him perform against some of his professional players. You know, um, I know they do it occasionally when they when they play for their clubs. You know, it happens. But you're, we're now talking about eleven of them, not one or two. Um, and that'd be great, you know, for him and just for us as well, in some ways, to uh, sort of get a take on how good he really is. I mean, great if you could like five yep, or six. Wouldn't absolutely. Yeah. And number eleven, and again, they don't have to bat number eleven, but we got them in number eleven here. In fact, you know, depending on who we pick, they probably wouldn't bat number eleven. But we had two names, didn't we? We had Apogee. Um, Karana from Crouch and he's got a phenomenal record and he's had that over a couple of or three seasons at least in, in the league so I think he's a really strong call but Nyan Doshi was also uh, mentioned there you know put himself forward for the IPL this season he didn't get picked but he put himself forward for it uh, phenomenal record got plenty of wickets this season strong case of picking both of them but no. I think we can get them in um, given what we've got in front of us so I don't know about you but I go Apogee I think Apogee's been, been a bit of a phenomenon uh, uh, since he arrived at, at Crouch End uh, and before that, to be honest. So I'd go with him. Would you do that or would you go with Nyan Doshi? Yeah, no, I'm the same with you, Dan, here. Um, so if we look at the profile and the makeup of the side, we've got a left arm spinner, we've got two off spinners in Christian and Abishet, we've got two quick, sort of, you know, medium fast in Will Jones and Joe, who's in. We've got Keely as well to bowl some medium pace. So there's a, there's a good balance there of bowling there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Apogee. I mean, again, nine days, a great year for Bronsby. Last couple of seasons, almost carried their attack single-handedly. But just based on, on stats and also just the feedback you get from players who, who are facing this season, um, you know, he, he's, 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 my, yep. he's my pick. Um, and again, experience, you know. I mean, both of both experience. You know, Nine's played 
county cricket, at which it's played a very good level back in India. I think he might have played first class, you know, going back a few years now. So um, they both sort of play the level yep. similar to what they'll be experiencing next week. But yeah, I think. And you can also bat. He's a useful bat as well. And not a bad field as well. I actually remember watching him last year against you guys in the, in the game that was played and he took a great run out, one-handed mm-hmm. pick up and throw. So he's no, no, no slouter in the field. So yeah, um, Aquajit gets by. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to basically uh, sort of take on a football approach to this. I'm going to say, we've got a substitutes bench, which of course we can't use. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't no. have five substitutes in cricket, but we, we wanted to sort of name check a few folks that we'd also, um, that we'd also thought about and we think have had really impressive seasons or have got the potential to go on and, and, and making an impact in games like this. And uh, one that you mentioned uh, was a player from uh, from Shea Boo who's had a really good season, uh, Sal. Yeah. Ali Easton. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, I'm a big fan of Ali Easton. He's, he's just comes in and does a job, doesn't yeah. he? Did it this weekend, done it in the past. I mean, not sure where he'd fit no, into the side. Um, that's, the, that's the only issue regarding Mr. Easton. But yeah, he's... he's you know, he's, he's on the bench. He's in. He's in. He's in. The, in the, he's got the call up for well, the I've 16. I've actually put two other Shea Boo players on the bench, and they are more at the the potential end of things. But I, I've seen them both this year, and Karabaktar and Ramon Bailey struck me as having all the tools to be really, uh, really impressive, quick bowlers. And, and you know, they've had good years. They both bowl well. Um, but I, I don't think they quite get in this side. But I think they're two players who who are on the fringes, and they'd be they'd be on the bench for me as well. Um, any more, Sal? Who else would fill the bench up? Just on those two, I mean, Korobakta is probably sort of, you know, Joel Hughes and him are probably fighting for the same spot, or him and Will Jones, yep. for instance. And I think those would just edge it, but he's a, he's a good performer. Ramon, I think, has been out in June. I've not yeah, seen his name this yeah. year, which is a shame because I love seeing this year have a, have a full season. And I think if next year we're in the same situation, then he's definitely pushing for one of those spots because what we do lack in the side is a left arm seamer. Um, but um, yeah, obviously, injury, injury deprived him. This, Know, this this season, um, Alistair Pollock, yep. ten and ten again, a very very consistent performer, um, experience as well. You know, he's captain the side, um, so he'd be another one that'd be pushing if there's injuries turn up in the same department. Um, Tom Powell, Finchy captain, in a, in a difficult year for his side. I think really does deserve he's a mention, Sal, because he's three hundred and forty six yeah, runs yeah. at thirty four with a side who haven't won a game yeah. this season. That, that that's a decent performance. And also just want to a leader in the side that's losing week in, week out with quite a young base, you know, base set of players. Um, it can't be easy. Um, it can easily affect your own game, which I'm sure has happened to other captains in the past, but he's, he's continued to score runs. So, again, he, he makes our sort of yep. final squad. And the last one I wanted to mention was um, uh, Peter Daniel from Teddington. You know, he, he's, had, he's had a, at least the, the, st- the stats would show us, a really effective season. Um, as a keeper, he's got the most dismissals, 26. So if Callum Jackson pulls a fetlock any time between now and uh, yeah. uh, now and the start of the game, then Peter Daniel would certainly be perfectly fine going in and keeping. And he scored 288 runs at 26. So he, yeah. he's a keeping all-rounder. And um, I, I think he's been pretty impressive. He doesn't quite get in there to Callum, but he's not a million miles no. I mean, I, I, I chose Callum just on the basis he's got a season years advantage over. Yeah, sure. Peter Daniel. Peter, I think it's his first season here. So... Um, there was a couple of names I want to mention who play also in Div 1, because we, we picked a Div 2 player on the side of Will Jones. Um, but I did think there was, there's a, there's a, you know, that, there's a sort of set of names I've sort of written, written down, and I think also deserve a mention who played Div 1 cricket. So um, Jim Gatton, Winchmore Hill, um, you know, we've mentioned how they're having a bit of a tricky period at the time, but he's, he's you know, he's, he's, he scores runs on a regular basis. You know, he's a class player. He's a Premier League cricketer. Um, he'd walk into probably almost every Premier League inside. 
um, uh, Lesbourne Edwards as well from 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 um, Hornsey. You know, he's got two big hundreds this season. Hornsey, yep. You get some of it, but then you're trying to say, yeah, the, you know, who do you take out? Nunes, Manuel, G. Flowers. I don't think he's um, at that level yet. Um, but you know, he's another mention. And then um, side Casimir from from uh, Harry St Mary's left arm spinner. Yeah. Um, he's a good bowler. You know, another very good, yeah. good bowler for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good all rounder. But again, you know, he's trying to compete with Karana and Nine Doshin. Again, just that Premier League sort of quality just pips him, I suppose, in in, in getting to the side. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, a player who who'd be pushing. Um, you yeah. know, if it was so. Just to be clear, over to you on this, Christian. In terms of the batting order, we'll leave you to pick it out. But our, our eleven, uh, uh, and we expect it to be the eleven. We'll have no. Uh, you know, w- w- there'll be issues if it's not. Um, no, Travis Norris one, Callum Jackson two, Don Manuel G. Carlos Nunes, Nunes Evan Flowers, Abhishek Jinjinwala, James Keatley, Will Jones, Joel Hughes, Christian Martin captain, and Apajit Karana. That would be our eleven if our opinions meant anything at all. So best of luck to whoever does turn out. We hope you go well. Certainly, I'm going to try and get there on Wednesday to watch. Um, and I think you're going to try and pop down as well. Yeah, I'm going to try and get down to both days if I can, if I'm off at the minute, so I've got some time. Yeah, um, yeah I might try and get down to both days if possible, like to see, see how, the, how the guys perform. It should be good. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, as I said, it's a great idea. It's brilliant. I mean, it makes the league so unique in the way it is. You know, you don't ever see um, other counties putting this kind of fixture on. Um, so it does show the good links we have with Middlesex and County Cricket Club. Um, Absolutely. And it's going to be Absolutely. a great experience for the guys taking part. Um, and I should say as well, being serious is me joking about people listening to Sal and I as if they should do that. But um, but we're pretty sure the team will be public knowledge by the time we next record, which will be next weekend. So we will let you know, it, providing we have the info, what the actual team is or what the actual squad is, so that people have more of an idea what to expect when they when, when they turn up. Um, moving on to AOB, Sal, we've got a few things we wanted to raise here. Do you want to start with the Middlesex Trophy result? Yes, yeah, so a bit of a shock today in that. So, Eden Trail finals have beaten Wembley. I'm not sure the exact details of the result, but Ooh. I just checked on social media and saw that so, um, Eden Trail finals have posted they'd beaten Wembley today. So, they're now into the semi finals and they will, they will take on Harrow, I think it is, in, in one semi final. And the other semi final will be Southgate playing against. Actually, no, it's the, sorry, I'm going to um, check myself on that. So, Missus Trophy semi finals mm. are now Eden Trail finals will play South Hampstead um, and Southgate will play Harrow. To see who goes into the final, and, and then the is a good season. They're, they're, they're yeah. looking pretty strong to go up out of Division Three. Yeah, so yeah, it looks promotion and also potential cup final, which will be great for them. Which will be brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the Middlesex Cup semi-finals. So we also know the finals for that. So um, Richmond beat Ealing today. As I mentioned um, Will Phillips scored hundred earlier on. Sorry, earlier today. So that was quite instrumental in, in getting over line. Now we mentioned Christian Martin in the batting order. Um, may not be so happy about having to bat number 10 and he's got a fair argument if he wants to get up the order now because um, he actually got some runs today and he did manage to score a very I mean it was all in vain because as you mentioned uh, Richmond won by 44 runs but Christian Martin stood out for his side of the bat maybe he's trying to make a claim to get up that order for the game next week and he managed to score 67 or 75 balls. Well, he doesn't have to sort of lobby too hard. He's going to pick the order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone arguing against it, he can say, here you go, I've got 50 last week. Yeah. Excellent. 67. Well, by Christian. Good and stuff. great. So, what does that mean? Yeah. In the so, so that's eating, um, sorry, Richmond will now play um, acting in the final, who beat House Mid by 24 runs. Um, our, our good friend, Sir Hill, who obviously has been on before and helps write the write ups for the, for the new league website, was a man led by the front, scored 83 today as. Um, 
acting posted to SM in their total, in their in their innings of 45 overs or 44.5, and then Harris St. Mary sort of fell short in the end, um, bowing down by 24 runs. So um, it'll be a good day for Acton as they take on with David versus Goliath in the final. I'm not sure the exact mm-hmm. date for that is yet. I'm sure that'll be on the website. Um, It'll probably be the second Saturday, September. Ends, it? Does it? When, the yeah, when, when the league finishes, doesn't it? No, yeah. It, uh, yeah, here we go. Um, Saturday, 11th of September. Doesn't say the venue here yet. Right. Let's see if it's got the venue. It doesn't seem to be no, there's no venue yet. Okay, yeah. So that's going to be um, the final. It should be a good day. It's the final tend to be a great day out. So where it was nice. Should be good to pop down and see how, how it goes. Fantastic. Good stuff. Um, and we also wanted to mention a little bit about Southgate v Winchmore too. So basically no cricket last week. And one of the games that was played last week, we managed to make a right mess of when describing how the result was, was worked out. And that's because I can't count. We, we established that today. And I, I did a pretty decent job of giving more evidence for that at the beginning of the pod this week. Um, but basically, you wanted to say a little bit about that, Sal, about the way that we discussed the Southgate v Winchmore 2s game last week. Well, first of all, what we want to stress, and we do mention this, we obviously we don't speak for the league. We, we are a no, podcast that's linked to the league, um, and we are not the Oracle. So whether we do say sometimes, take a pinch of salt, please. Um, and I would also say anything that do comes out of my mouth, double-check it with the league um, constitution. That's probably going to give you a reflection. It's funny because, happen. as you say, we're just two blokes talking about cricket, really, aren't we? We are indeed, <laughs> yeah. Um, so rather than me, um, I mentioned last week about uh, the game being decided on the overs being rounded up. Um, I was told, and actually I did check the league constitution, it was correct. So rather than always being rounded up, the way to work things out is um, you look at the balls that um, a side received. So for instance, last week, Winchmore Hill scored 170 off of 292 balls. Um, Southgate scored 131 off 222 balls. So you do your sums from that to work out the run rate. So It's basically balls received rather yeah, than overs, yeah. isn't it? So as I said, in future, if we come out with anything like that, just ignore us. We're probably making yeah. Well, it's not a bad starting point for no. most things, is it really? Yeah. But as I said, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So just mention that. As I said, look at the constitution. Super. And the constitution is online. You can always click on it. And I've done that a couple of times this season to refer to things when I've been at games, actually. So all good. Thanks, Al. Well, no we um, yeah, we mentioned that uh, I've got this sort of rod, rather odd Saturday ahead of me. This. Uh, uh, um, th- this attempt to raise money for the Ruth Strauss Foundation. We're already well over a grand, looking to hopefully attack two grand quite soon. Um, so if, if, if Matt Robinson or myself do whiz through in red wearing a Ruth Strauss Foundation shirt at one of the grounds where you're at at the weekend, we probably won't have time to stop because we're on a pretty tight schedule. Um, but do wave and, um, yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't rain. That, that's our big nightmare. And if, if we could arrange for no one to be 25 all out either, that would be really oh, good yeah. um, because we want to try and see some cricket at each of these grounds. Um, but if you see us, do wave and um, we'll, we'll report back on, on whether we do indeed manage to see a ball bowled every single one of the first 11 games. Have you got details uh, of all the people we're going to? Have they been... I know you've notified everyone, haven't you? So they are aware that you're coming. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've sent an email to, to the captain and the cricket contact of every club in the first 11 uh, competition who's at home this coming Saturday. So, um, so yeah, you, people should be reasonably aware that we're about. And we'll be finishing at Wembley. Um, and if the bars aren't open at Wembley, there will be a riot. And I, I've told Sherrig I'm in this, and he was very generous in saying they're looking forward to seeing us, which is great. So um, Robbo and myself will meet at Wembley to, to compare notes uh, and, and to hopefully have a pint of uh, something nice and cold. So that's... Have you been in touch with yeah. Stephanie at Stanmore to say, you're, who's doing the Stanmore gig? You or... Um... Stanmore away. Oh. I can't remember where they are, but we, I don't think we need to go to... And they're, they're at home. They're at home. It's not me, anyway. It's Hornsey. 
Who are they playing? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Fantastic call. I'll, I'll get on to yeah. Robbo about that because uh, that, that's one of his grains. So, um, yep, point noted. We, we have to think about this. We're, we're getting loads of food piled up in the cars to, uh, to, to make sure we don't, um, don't dehydrate halfway through. So, um, so getting a, a Stephanie Rheingold tea would be something I'd recommend for Robbo to do on the case. Brilliant. Well, listen, good luck, Dan. I have to say, from my behalf, it's a great cause. Um, it's not going to be easy, but anyone listening, try and help out the boys as much as you can because um, it's, you know, it's, it's a fantastic effort to do what they're doing. And hopefully the North Circuit is clear of any carnage. Fingers crossed. Well, the way the maps are taking us, and we've modelled this a bit, is we don't actually need to spend that much time on the North Circuit, which is, which is a bit, you know, a bit of a relief. But um, you know, London's roads can be busy basically any time. So fingers crossed. What will be, will be. Brilliant. Cool. No so thanks very much. We'll. Take care. We yeah. Have a great week, mate. Good luck Saturday. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, Bye.